What's up, Celtics fans? Decided to start my own podcast. Um, just breaking down all the news, uh, potential this team has. Um, sucks that we went down to Miami, but hey, future's bright in Boston, man. So I'm just going to give you all my takes on the team going forward. And let's go get better 18, guys. All right, C's fans. The first thing I want to get into is... First thing I want Denny Ainge to do, this first thing, very first thing he should do this offseason is call Jason Tatum and offer him the max. Because <laughs> there's no other, but he's our future, man. That that man is, he's, he's something special. And we need him for the long run. He's our major piece going forward. Um, he's a superstar in the making. Uh, I, not according to Nick Wright, but if you guys listen to Nick Wright, then you guys, <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Because that man, that man don't know nothing about basketball, man. He just has it out for the Celtics or something, but all his takes on the Celtics are just ter- flat out terrible. But back to my Jason Tatum point. Jason Tatum is the future of the Celtics. I don't think anybody else is denying that. Or questioning that Jason Tatum is the future. Now we gotta. Once Danny offers him the max, and he say Tatum obviously assigns it. I mean, who twenty three year old gonna turn down two hundred million dollars? <laughs> like he ain't gonna do that. And he's on a championship caliber team going into the future. Is getting him help. Um, I remember reading. Um, or watching a couple of videos when Gordon Hayward came to Boston and how ba- how poorly the Utah Jazz managed his free agency his both the times he went into free agency when he was a Utah Jazz or part of the Utah Jazz, my bad. Um realistically a team has eight years with your cornerstone of your franchise, which means like you have eight years to build around that 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 piece and i think the piece was uh he's always on nba jump with rachel nichols but he it was an awesome take i loved every minute of it uh watched all the videos on it he said realistically a player has or a franchise has eight years with a player to make him stay in that with that franchise. So that being said, we're coming up on the fourth year with Tatum this next year. And I mean we made it we've made it three out of the last four years of the Eastern Conference Finals, but can't get over that hump to get to the finals. Which is it's discouraging, but it's not it's not the end of the world. Like this team's still very young and I see all these Celtics fans on social media just bashing this team, saying we should blow it up and all that. No, we just just settle down. We're good. Jason Tatum's only 23. No, Jason Tatum is, yeah, I'm pretty sure only 23. And then you got another cornerstone of the franchise, Jalen Brown, which is only 23 or 24, which is pretty amazing because they're not, they're like three or four years out of their prime, which now is the key to build a championship team so with that being said 
get Tatum on that max deal and start building. Because realistically, Celtics fans, we only got four more years of Tatum if Danny H mishandles this. And I don't know if I can handle Tatum leaving Boston. Like, that would just... <laughs> that would that that'd be terrible. I don't even want to spend too much time thinking about it. He's not going to leave. He's here for the... He should be a Celtic the rest of his career. It should be. But, hey, the NBA is a business. Um, can't tell the future. But, hey, we got we got a potential superstar, top flyer player going into the future, which is pretty awesome by Danny Ainge. And the next, the next thing I want to get into is the pieces that he should go after to build around Jason Tatum. First... First, let's just talk about getting getting rid of re readjusting the roster. So we signed Tatum to the extension. This is the next step Danny should take. All right, who should we get rid of? In my opinion, these these are the players that we should just move on from. Um, they're just I just don't know what Danny and Brad saw in these players, but hey, I'm not the GM or the coach of the Boston Celtics, so. My personal opinion, we should never, this is Lee's favorite player this year, we should never see Brad Wanamaker in a Celtics uniform again. He was flat out terrible for us. Um, He had good, I'll give him, he had some good stretches in the playoffs for us, but all around, I'm pretty sure most Celtics fans could agree with me that Brad Wanamaker was just garbage, flat out scrub, just scrub. Okay, and the next player I think we should move on from is Simi Ojale. I mean, good defensive player, um, solid. Uh, he did some good things for us, like guarding Giannis a couple, for a couple years, but can't score, man. Like, we need scoring off the bench so bad. His, his jumper is, excuse me, but his jumper, his scoring ability is flat-out terrible. And we need... This team needs scoring off the bench very badly and soon. All right. Other than Simi, I think we should look to get rid of is Vincent Poirier. Um, he he just took up a roster spot, in my opinion, the whole year. Barely even played. Um, just give that roster spot to somebody else, you know? Like, I should cut her ties with Poirier. And then this one's probably the hardest one I think we should get rid of is Javante Green. Javante Green did some good things for us this year, all year. He was a solid. He was solid when he came in and played for us. Um, he has a nice relationship with Jason Tatum, which is which is which was cool to watch and all that. Had some nice nice dunks, a very athletic player. Um, could score the ball. But there's just – we got – we're too deep with two-way players right now. We – just I just don't see him just getting minutes on the squad. Um, basically, give a roster spot that somebody that that can actually help us win the championship next year. All right, now we got rid of the rid of the junk. Let's look at some options. My personal options that we should uh, look into making the roster better as a, so we can actually get to the finals next year. First thing is um, bringing Tice off the bench. Um, Tice absolutely got destroyed by Bam and Abayo in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, it was embarrassing to watch as a Celtics fan. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> Every pick and roll just destroyed us. 
which I'm not saying get rid of Tice. Tice is a nice player. He did some great things for us this year, but my opinion, he's not a championship starting center. So I want to keep him and bring him off the bench, but these are my, op- like, I want Danny H to do this so bad. Like, we need a starting center. Like, that's I feel like that's our missing piece to our championship puzzle. So my options there is my this one, if it comes available, is trade for Miles Turner from the Indiana Pacers. I feel like he would fit Brad's system perfect. Um, he could stretch the floor. He played defense. I think he led the league this year in blocks, which is great because we need defense uh, against Bama to bio in the future and Giannis next year and then. I know, I know, I know, I know Celtics fans, but next year the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be a problem. So we're going to need somebody to protect the rim, Kevin Durant, and obviously Crybaby Kyrie, obviously. But Miles Turner is my first option or trade for Vucevic, uh, Nikola Vucevic from the Magic. Um, he's an, I wasn't too hard. I thought that's who we were going to get last year instead of Kemba, but ended up with Kemba, which is awesome. But Nikola Vucevic, I watched him all year long. I personally, I thought in the past he wasn't that good of a player. And he made an all-star team one year. And I was like, how is this dude on the all-star team? But after watching him this year and in the bubble, he's a he would be a very nice piece uh, for us going forward if we were able to acquire him. Um, looking, he can stretch the floor, rebound, play defense, exactly what we need. Um, and then going into free agency, if we don't decide to trade for a center, um, at the trade deadline, I know I was reading some reports that Danny Ainge was in, interested in Christian Wood from the Pistons. He's nice. He he's a nice player, but he's like he's like Tice. Like he's I don't know if he has that All Star cap- capability. Like. I don't know if he'll push us over the hump to get to the finals, but he'd be a nice piece. Um, He could stretch the floor, play defense, exactly what we need. But, all right, this next option, Celtics, please, Celtics fans, I beg you, hear me out on this. And I'm probably dreaming, and I want this to happen for a long time, but sign DeMarcus Cousins. I know know this sounds crazy, but the man was flat-out, amazing in Sacramento um and when he got traded to the Pelicans he was absolutely balling out with Anthony Davis and in Sacramento and before he ruptured his Achilles which sucks because he's not he hasn't been the same player he's been injury prone ever since um but DeMarcus Cousin is a all proven all-star like this man is this man's he he's got game. He he's got a lot of game. But I I see on the other side he's he has a temper, injury prone. Um not very good on the defensive side, so I don't know if that would that would work out. But those are my options to fill the five spot. That's the most realistic spot I want the Celtics to fill this offseason is getting a big man that get us, gets us over the hump because we're going to have Bam and Abayo for our, in the future for a long time because that man that man is he's a problem. He's going to be a problem for us for a long time. And then third option 
I want Danny to look at um, is find a sharpshooter and more bench scoring options. It's, I mean, it's pretty pretty uh, flat out in your face. Like every team is turning into a shooting team thanks to Seth Curry and Clay Thompson, all those dudes. Like we need a bona fide sharpshooter that just sits, comes off screens, just comes in and shoots the ball and. It's pretty effective, like a Duncan, like Duncan Robinson. That's exactly what we need. Like respect, respect to the Miami Heat, man. Those dudes are they're they're good, man. They're good. Like we need a Duncan Robinson, um, and then scoring op- options off the bench is like like a solid a solid veteran. It's like I don't even know who I look at my options right now. Um, like Davis Bertans, that's who I. If I had a dream player for the Celtics to get this offseason would be Davis Bertans from the Wizards and Spurs. He's that man is a flat out shooter. He's six eleven. He just comes in and shoots the ball. Like who's blocking a six eleven sniper? Like nobody is. And he shoots effectively and he has range. He could come off screens. Like he would fit our system perfect. Another another option uh off the bench would be uh, Joe Harris from the Nets, but if he goes back to the Nets, I mean, I don't blame him. Like, they're going to be a monster next year, but Joe Harris would be an awesome, awesome shooter for us and scoring option off the bench. If he might command a lot of money this summer, but oh, I said summer weird. <laughs> Going into the offseason, I think it's the summertime, but yeah, but Joe Harris would be a really good option for us. And then I know he's getting getting old, but Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, we need, since we're gonna lose, I want us to get rid of Wanamaker and really don't have a backup point guard option anymore. Is Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose is uh, proven to me that he's back. Um, he absolutely torched us when Detroit played Boston this year. Um, he looks, he's a playmaker. Uh, he can score. I don't know about his defense. Um, his defense is a little shaky to me, but he'd be a great option for us. And then, hey, bring back Aaron Baines, man. He was solid for us the, the two years or, yeah, two years he was with us. Baines, he, was, he did everything for us. He was our defensive, literally took <laughs> elbows, knees to the spot. You don't want to take knees and elbows to uh, the – Try to he took some for the team, almost getting dunked on every time. But Baines was a solid, solid rotation player for us, and I would love to see him back in Boston. Um, another guy though that gave his fits in the bubble playoffs this year, Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka off the bench for us would be very, very nice. Even though he's getting up there in age, but he would be a very nice option for us off the bench, and then. I'm surprised we didn't pick this guy up at the when he got bought out is Tristan Thompson. I feel like he could have helped us out a lot this playoffs. Um, I know he's just basically in there to play defense and rebound and score. He's not he's not a stretch big at all, but his defense and his rebounding and all that good stuff would have definitely helped us out this year. But I'm pretty sure there's reports out there he was just gonna wait till the off season to see if he got a, more money. But I'm surprised Danny didn't push that one to get it get us Thompson and then this one I feel like is really realistic for us um and this one this is like 
building your blocks for Tatum, and I know these two are tight, was getting Harry Giles from the Sacramento Kings. Like, I know these guys are tight. They're always, every time they, the Kings come to Boston, Giles and Tatum are always hanging out on their Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. So, if you want to keep Tatum for a long time, make sure he's happy. So, Harry Giles, and he... He's honestly been held back in Sacramento. Like, obviously, Sacramento is a priority franchise in the NBA. Sorry, Sacramento, but you are. You're terribly. You have no. Your GM was terrible. Vivi, Lavi Divac, whatever his name was, terrible. I do like Luke Walton as a coach, though, but Sacramento, poverty franchise. And I feel like you're holding back Harry Giles' potential. So let him come to Boston and let Brad develop him. And then my fourth fourth thing I want Danny to focus on is if you keep your draft picks this year in the draft. It's not a very deep draft. Just only draft one rookie. If you're going to keep your draft picks, draft just one rookie, not three. We don't need rookies, man. Like, <laughs> we're trying to win a championship here, and you're not going to win with rookies up as your primary options coming off the bench. Like, I love Grant Williams and Tremont and Carson, all of them, but they're not ready for that moment, man. I mean, Grant played some big moments for us this playoffs, and I love Grant Williams going forward. Like, I feel like he's going to be a, a nice bench piece for us in the future. But they're not they're not ready for that moment, man. If you're going to draft a rookie draft this year, use your picks, just please draft one, just one rookie. We only need one rookie. And we got Romeo coming back. We got Grant coming back. Like, just draft, please. Just, I beg you. Just, if you're going to draft, just draft one player and then trade trade the picks. It's time to catch in those picks, man. And then, honestly, I don't know how I feel about this take. It's, it's kind of a bad take in my opinion. Like, I've always, I've always seen this on social media, but... It's to the point where you got to think about it, honestly. And that is the idea of trading Gordon Hayward. I mean, I love Gordon to death. I've always been a fan of him since he's been in Utah. And, I mean, the dude the dude has the worst luck in the world when <laughs> ever since he became a Boston Celtic. I mean, you can't name one professional athlete that came to a brand new team and literally have a catastrophic injury like he did the first five minutes of your career with a brand new team uh and go down like that man like like you can't name another athlete that's ever that's ever happened to you might have to do your research but like you can't on top of your head you can't think of that i mean gordon hayward in utah before he came to boston was a problem this man was he was a problem. Like he, this man could shoot the ball, drive the ball, play defense. He's six eleven, or maybe six nine. My bad. Six nine, six ten, and lengthy. He built muscle too. Like this man was a problem. Like he was dunking on people. He was crossing people up. Stab back jumper in U- the last year in his Utah, in the U- with the Utah Jazz, and that's why I was so 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 pumped. He came to Boston. Because I was like, finally. And then, obviously, we traded for Kyrie. That's why it was so punk. Because we're like, oh, my God, we're championship contenders, really, on paper. And then five minutes into the season, he 
yeah. Don't can't even explain any more about that. Then next year back, then comes back, gets held back by Kyrie. Looks like not even close to the same player he was. Um, basically, it's a year held back from him in Boston because of a crybaby drama queen that won't can't lead a team. Thinks he's LeBron when he's really not. But that's another thing I just. I feel bad for him. Then this year comes out hot. Comes out blazing. He looks like the old Gordon Hayward that we thought we were getting. Goes to Utah. I'm not Utah. Cleveland, and puts up that 38 point game. And he didn't miss a didn't miss a a shot from inside the three point line. He was like 12 for 12 inside the arc. And then only missed like two threes, and he had like thirty eight points. And we're like, "All right, Gordon Hayward is finally back. Like this team is playing great. We're like, think we're like eight and one going to San Antonio, and we were, we were giving the Spurs, we we're blowing the Spurs out, and then gets his hand, his hand caught up in a jersey and breaks his hand. Like how, <laughs> how is that even possible? Like, and then he's out for." Another two months, maybe a month, but loses his rhythm. And he was such, he was such in a great rhythm, man. Like, I just, I feel for him, man. Like, that's like, he has the worst luck. And then he comes back, gets been the rhythm. Then obviously the pandemic happens. And then he gets to the bubble. Uh, play. Honestly, we didn't play that great in the seeding games, but the seeding games didn't really matter. Um, we had like we couldn't lose, couldn't lose if we wanted the two seed, but it didn't matter. Um, I honestly thought going into the bubble, we were the best team in the East. Um, I thought we had the best starting five in the East. Um, I just thought I wasn't worried about the seeding games. Then we got to the playoffs, first first freaking game of the playoffs against Philly. This dude has goes up for a rebound and steps on Tyson's shoe. Like, how, 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 like you can't, you, you can't, ex- like, that's just bad juju, man. Someone's got bad juju. Like, I, I guarantee some Utah fans is wishing bad juju on him, and it, it just sucks for us as a Celtics, Celtics fan, Celtics fan, to see him just get hurt. He, and he was doing great. And then get hurt. And then he had to leave for a month. He can, had the worst sprain, the grade four sprain. Uh, tore, I'm pretty sure he tore ligaments. But, you know, had the worst worst ankle sprain you could have. And then leave the bubble. Uh, I mean, I'm happy you got to go see his family because the bubble, I mean, you're not going to, you obviously know, you guys know about the bubble. But came back again, came back against the Heat. Um, Won a crucial game three for us. Looked great. And then the next two games, just, just out of rhythm, man. He couldn't find his rhythm, and it just, it just sucks. Because we're paying him $34 freaking million dollars a year for that. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not mad at him. I understand, like, he just has the worst luck. But at this point, I, you got to look to trade him. got to at least entertain the idea of trading Hayward. 
Maybe. It depends. Honestly, it depends who the player is and what we're getting back for it. I'm not saying right now, like, get this man out of Boston. No. I feel like he has one he – he deserves one one fresh, healthy year with the Celtics to prove prove all the Hayward haters on social media wrong that he is a solid player. Like, this man was averaging, like, 18 points – I don't know, maybe six or seven rebounds and like five assists. That's solid. That's a solid NBA player. And especially to go with Tatum, Jalen, and Kimba, and Tice. That we we had a solid starting five like throughout the year. And our whole team, like our whole team last year, was hurt. We only had like ten games to play to get like fully healthy. Only like ten games to actually develop chemistry and play together. But. If a player like Miles Turner or uh, Vucevic and it and it upgrades our five, you have to. I feel like as Danny Ainge, as a good, great GM, he is he has to entertain the idea of looking to trade Hayward to upgrade that five spot for us. And then I last thing uh, I'm gonna get into um, before I close out this my first episode of Celtics talk um is we're loaded at the center position um I mean we're loaded but we don't have any like solid centers like we have Tyus Cantor uh Rob Williams Poirier and Taco like you have you have to look to move move one of those this summer I keep saying summer my bad (laughs) you gotta look to move one of these guys this offseason and most realistically um I would think Canner would be the one to go um Canner did some great stuff for us this uh this year um not bashing the dude um he's just the odd man out in my opinion um you roll with Tice and Rob Williams and look to upgrade your center spot next year in my opinion that's what Excuse me, uh, that's what I would list you want the Celtics to do. But, hey, I'm not Danny Ainge, but I would look to get rid of Cantor. Um, just could be, I'm pretty sure there are going to be better options out there for us to upgrade that five spot. And then the closeout, um, basically, I'm not Danny Ainge. These are just my personal opinions that I would love to see the Celtics do. My perfect offseason for the Celtics would be to get rid of Wanamaker, uh, Ojolet, Poirier, Green, um, trade for Miles Turner, uh, sign, uh, try to talk, sign some veterans on the bench, um, try to talk Derrick Rose into a mid-level exceptions or somebody like that, Serge Ibaka, and then... Uh, get that starting five. Uh, uh, get that starting five. Yeah, that for sure. That we have a nice starting five for next year, and then worry, worry about the bench. Um, Davis Bertans is my dream fit for the Celtics. Uh, I would love to see him in green. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, but I feel like that's gonna be a long shot because he might. I think he's on a player option. He might demand demand a lot of money. 
because um, he balled out this year with the Wizards. Tried to get him for at the trade deadline, but didn't work, which respected Danny is for trying to get him for us. Um, Bertans would be my dream fit for the Celtics. Uh, also, Derrick Rose um, be a good backup point guard. Um, and then try to get another, uh, get like, Man, I don't even know. There, I just there. There's not very many options scoring wise off the bench that are not gonna take less money. You know, um, Joe Harris, maybe uh, Harry Giles would be a good option. He might take he might take a little money to come to a championship team. Um, then in the draft, if you're gonna draft, if you're gonna use your draft picks, just use one, please. Don't need three. Don't need three rookies this year, man. We're we're set on that. Um, then look to trade your draft picks. It's time to cash in. And then to wrap everything up, I'm not saying to trade Hayward, but if there is, if there's a player out there like a Miles Turner or maybe even a Bradley Bill, you gotta entertain entertain the idea of trading Hayward maybe I'm not saying trade the man just you gotta entertain it that's all I'm saying and then I think Cantor's the odd man out in the center group but hey it's gonna be a wild off season again uh hopefully it's full of fireworks and hopefully Danny will pull off some pull off some magic for us um Last se- last off season, we did get a little better, but I want this this time. This is the time to cash in and go after Banner eighteen. Um, Jalen Tatum have been in the conference finals twice now, and they kind of know what it takes to get there. Well, they know how what it takes to get there. It's just getting over that hump to the finals, and. Kemba just got his experience. Hayward got the experience. Well, kind of got the experience due to injury, but Smart, he he's always he's been experienced. Like I love Smart. He should also Smart should be retire Celtic no matter what. I don't care what anybody says about Smart. You can badmouth him, whatever. Smart should retire Celtic in my opinion. And then just this off season is where we got to cash in and build. A championship for next year, cause I we're right there. Um, we're right there, man. We're right there, and next year's gonna be tougher, man. We got the Nets with KD and Kyrie. Got obviously the Bucks. We'll see who they get. Um, see if they even let if Giannis is even there. Maybe he might not even be there. Um, you got the Heat. The Raptors are gonna fall off. They're gonna lose pieces, I think. Um. So basically, it's gonna be us, the Heat, the Nets, and maybe the Bucks. So it's gonna to be top four heavy again. Like it's, next year's gonna be a battle. Um, yeah. So I'm just putting all my faith and hope into Danny Ainge, and hopefully, he gets us to the promised land and raising that beautiful banner eighteen. Peace, Celtics fans.